0: Look, I know you know that I know that you know how busy we all get. Ollie can help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone 4 years and up. And the new Ollie Brainy Chews support healthy brain function with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's o l l y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. What was, in our marriage, the one thing that stands out is like the time where you were like, I don't know if I can do this anymore.
1: Can you think of one?
0: Sweetie, I can think of like 12. (laughs) Somebody gonna cue me or do I cue myself? Cue yourself. Okay. This is Let's Talk Off Camera. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Kelly Ripa, and I've been a talk show host for 23 years now. And the best conversations I have are when there's not a camera involved, whether it's backstage or in my dressing room or during a commercial break. That's when we always get candid. So this is Let's Talk Off Camera. Originally, I wanted to call this podcast not another fucking podcast <laughs> because it was pointed out to me by more than one person in this room that I was the last person on earth without a podcast <laughs> and that this is an oversaturated market. However, in my own defense, the best conversations I have are the ones that happen off camera. People are the most honest when there's not a camera involved. Oddly enough, they are not put off by recording devices, just the camera. So, this is basically a podcast that allows me to not wear hair and makeup and not wear pants. And that's why we are all doing this. Today, we're going to talk about something that is certainly near and dear to several of our hearts. It's called surviving marriage, okay? Now, I have a very special guest today, this being our first episode. This is a man that I have survived marriage with for over 26 years. He is my baby daddy, Mark Consuelos. He's going to be here. And later on in the show, Mark and I will introduce you all to our actual marriage counselor, our couples therapist. She's really smart. She's really insightful. And I think that a lot of people will benefit from hearing her expertise as opposed to a married couple at each other's throats. And since the cameras are off, I'm going to paint a picture for all of you. Right now, I am sitting in my 25-year-old son's former bedroom. He's flown the nest. On my right-hand side are two friends and co-workers for 23 years, Albert Bianchini and Jan Chalet. Albert and Jan, we've worked together a long time. We've known each other a long time. And you both are in long-term marriages. Jan, Albert, want to weigh in?
2: I mean, I've been married for almost 23 years. And I will say there's ups and downs. It's never a straight line. Right. But, you know, it takes a lot. A lot of people go through to therapy. We haven't done that. But not to say it's not in our future.
0: (laughs) We literally are newbies at couples therapy. So you've got to wait till you get to the 25th anniversary mark where you start really contemplating faking your own death,
2: you know? (laughs) No, I think like there's definite periods of times where I didn't like him that much, but I always loved him. Like I've never pictured my life without him. Yeah. (laughs)
0: That's a, that's a common theme. Albert, now you're not married. Not married. You've been in a relationship for how
1: long? 22 years.
0: 22 years. So we're all lifers. Yeah. Now I recall, I'm going to take you back in time. Mark and I had gotten a rose trellis, and we were really proud of this rose trellis, and you guys came over to see it. And Mark said, because Mark was an ordained minister, he said, you know, I can marry you two right here. And you guys made a big political statement. You said, until gay marriage is passed, until marriage is available to everyone, We are not going to do it.
2: And your excuse now?
1: Um, We're now at the, if it ain't broke, why fix it? 22 years ago, gay marriage was illegal. And you had to go to Massachusetts to get married. And when it came up, Kyle's like, fuck that. I'm not going up to Massachusetts to get married.
0: What's wrong with Massachusetts? I'm paying
1: taxes in New York State. Why can't I get married
0: in New York State? We have listeners in Massachusetts. We don't live in Massachusetts. Well, but there are still good people there.
2: (laughs) I also think that... The kid factor yes. plays a oh, huge factor. You read
0: you read the whole Michelle Obama quote. Absolutely. Where and she spent 10 years that. of her marriage not liking her husband. Right. And I want to know which 10 years <laughs> were. They.
2: Well, for me, it was right when our first son was born because I would get mad every time he walked out of the door to go back to work because I'm like, oh my God, this is my new life. This isn't what I thought this was going to be. It was just really like a shell shock to me. And it was like, for my marriage, I was mad at him. Yeah. I
0: said that too, that my life changed 180 degrees and Mark's did not change at all. Everything went on, business as usual, play as usual, vacation as usual, weekends with the guys as usual. And I had yeah. Screaming children and pink eye. And it was stressful because we were both working, yet it seemed like he had so much more leisure time. So, having said that, let's get to my first guest Emmy nominated actor, father of my children, as far as he knows, husband of over 26 years, work partner, play partner, life partner, Mark Consuelos, everybody. Hey there! Hi. Hi.
1: Hi. Hi.
0: So we're talking about surviving marriage, and I thought you would be a great first guest because you've been surviving marriage to me for a really long time. Yeah. How do you feel about it?
1: How do you feel it's going? I think it's going great. Um, I overheard some of the previous conversation about when you know when when we first had kids, and I I agree. I definitely had a lot more free time. I think I learned that yes doesn't always mean yes sometimes yes means no you were like fly go do what you need to do but um yeah
0: but i never really you, meant you that.
1: did not mean it but i will remember one time when the kids were young um and specifically joaquin he was our third child and he just stopped um, breastfeeding so he was not sleeping through the night still he was getting up to feed um, but it was time for him to stop getting up through the night Mm-hmm. and you went on a remote to Chicago for a few days. And so you left, and it was just me and Joaquin. And um, I looked at him um, around bedtime, around 8 o'clock at night, or whatever whatever bedtime was, and um, I said, Dude, I'll see you tomorrow. And I closed the door, and I went into my room down the hall, which is pretty far down the hall, it was closed my far. door, yeah. and I went to bed. And... and And you
0: slept through the night
1: i slept through the night you slept like a baby did you? i slept like a baby Uh and i woke up um around seven o'clock in the morning went down to check on him he was still sleeping and around eight thirty nine o'clock he woke up because he
0: was exhausted from crying all night.
1: maybe but that was it we had broken him i broke him and when you came back from chicago he didn't get up in the middle of the night anymore
0: when I came back from Chicago, one of the three babysitters I hired—there
1: was no—I was by myself.
0: That is not true. They worked in. I tried hour to shifts. get more,
1: but there was no more.
0: Pa- the woman Paula said to me, "You can't die." That's what she <laughs> said to me. You can't but die.
1: I will say, I will. He did. I and I don't know. He probably did scream all night, but I he I ferberized him. <laughs>
0: Just in, just in the one night?
1: One night, and that uh-huh. was it. He's like, this guy means business.
0: Well, you know, here's the thing that I find so interesting because I've got like divorce rates. Did you know that people file for divorce between January and March?
1: You told me that. Isn't that I, interesting? I guess it's a New Year's resolution.
0: Do you feel like you could go at any time?
1: No, I feel pretty confident. You're today, feeling good. Today, I'm feeling pretty confident. But I think it's probably um, has to do with a lot of things. I think it has to do with all those parties all those family events where you're sitting with you know they're highly stressful and I think it just breaks people yeah I think like I really don't want to be part of that family anymore and you know his family is horrible and I see that this is I can't imagine another Christmas with this fool yeah yeah
0: I, mean, I never feel that way about marriage, but I feel that way about everything else. Like January through March, I want to fire everyone. I want to quit my job. I yeah. want to burn my house to the ground. I know what that is. What?
1: Seasonal depression. You think? I think that you are very sensitive to the lack of vitamin D and sunlight and you love the sun. And when you get you're getting sun, it affects your mood in a positive way. Now, from January to March in New York on, on the East Coast.
0: Set the scene for what it looks yeah, like. Yeah. Right it now. looks
1: like every it looks like a black and white film, but it's not. We're not in a black and white film. It is dreary, it's raining. Um, and this is what it's like for three months, four months at a time.
0: It looks like Loch Ness. Yep. So uh, listen to this. This is something that should really scare us. Okay. Okay. People who get married between the ages of 20 and 25 have a 44 to 60% chance of getting divorced. Wow.
1: If you throw in the fact that we eloped and didn't tell anybody for a month. Yeah. I mean, how many of those marriages worked out?
0: Zero percent. Zero.
1: We're like, we're unicorns.
0: Okay. But now this is really scary. It's indicated that people over fifty are more likely to get divorced now than any other time in history, and that is us.
1: Yeah, we're in the we're in the fifty zone.
0: Do you notice how I look at you accusatorily? Like, <laughs> yes. What are you planning? I'm look. Um, they call this a gray divorce, by the way, which I resent. I
1: okay. So I think that people in the fifties, a few things happen, right? So. Kids are out of the house for the, for the most, for most families around 50.
0: And those, those little energy vampires that you've out. distracted yourself Yeah.
1: With. And I think that the parents, they make their kids everything. It's like the, it's the glue in the family. They really invest so much in their happiness through their children. And then when the children move out of the house, what are you left with?
0: But I think that we made time for ourselves. We did. We,
1: we definitely took time for ourselves. But I think it was one of the major things that I was thinking about is that we were going to be in a big transition.
0: Okay, so here's the thing. Mm -hmm. I had been bringing up marriage counseling for about 10 to 15 years. right? And you brought it up once and we
1: went to marriage counseling. Right.
0: So why does everything have to be your idea? (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: No, I don't think that's fair. I was wondering when the right time was going to be for me to – to bring it up. I was a coward, I was scared. I was scared that you'd say no, because I really thought we we could like work on stuff. And like, so- What did
0: you want to work on the most?
1: Oh, well, you know, like when the kids leave, I was, you know, I wanted to make sure, look, I'm a lifer, I want to be married forever. But I think that, um once the distraction leaves, you are left with the two people, you know, you and me in a house. And wouldn't it be great to get past some of the things that we've been bumping up against for the past 26 years? Like what? Something like specific. just how to better communicate. It's not something specific. It's kind of we're a general. Bad,
0: we're bad arguers.
1: Bad arguers um, communicate better.
0: Yeah. It's like we have ups and downs yep. and everybody has ups and downs, but it's never just like even or flat and right. i i was thinking like that's like a heartbeat right it's right. up and down if right. you're flatlining then it's probably dead
1: right 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 yeah i agree with that although i do like i do like when it's mellow and i you know i don't like drama i definitely boring i would go towards boring every, any day of the week
0: are you saying i'm boring no but
1: i don't need excitement i don't need that kind of excitement i don't need like i don't need to have makeup
0: Makeup up sex? Makeup
1: sex. Like, that's not, that. I'd rather, I'd rather not do that. Although that it's fantastic. That is fun sex. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, that is a
0: good kind. Yeah. It's a good kind to have. Yeah. What do you think about, there are some people that are like serial, I don't know what, what to call them, serial divorcers or serial marriers. Right. People who get divorced a lot. Like, I'm looking at, you know, when I was doing some research for this, Rupert Murdoch popped up. Okay. He's 91. he just got divorced for like the uh, fifth or sixth time Jerry Hall, right Yes at what point do you quit at what point do you say, you know I'm either gonna get married and stay married right. until the end what's
1: my like what's my idea of like, yeah, like like I if for some reason you went completely insane and decided to, to divorce me, that would be it for me I I'm, I'm, I wouldn't get remarried.
0: You can't say that though.
1: You're asking me a question, I'm, I'm...
0: What if I died? What if you died? What if I died? Okay. Would you get remarried then?
1: No. For what reason?
0: Why, well, why not? I'm
1: not gonna have more kids. How do you know? Because I don't want more kids. I, 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 I'm, I'll be a, an older dad.
0: Do you know how many dads I know older than you yeah. that are just starting yeah. to have kids? Yeah, and those
1: poor bastards have, <laughs> like they have no idea because what happens next? You're talking about hip replacements, <laughs> knee replacements, and they're going to be that dad. Not that there's anything wrong with that dad, but I did it early, not by any, I, I didn't plan it that way. It just happened. We got really lucky. That's what we did. When we, were, when we did it, it was way, I thought it was, too early. We should have had like a good year or two years just to, our, just to ourselves. But no, I think that I'm, I'm looking forward to being a grandfather. I'm really looking forward to that. That's about as much parenting as I want.
0: Okay. Well, Yeah. I mean, I, when I think about our kids and our son is our age when we were first married, He's nowhere near ready to be married or right. have a kid.
1: Right? Do you think we were more, um, m- we were more grown up, more mature at his age, at twenty five? I
0: think, I think yeah, we, we were. were.
1: Yeah, we were. Yeah, but he's been living on his own, and you know, when the. No, when, I, I'm
0: not saying it's not a mature. Like he's a mature person. He can talk about things that I could never even process at his age. Right. Like he is a very smart, sophisticated, raised in the city kind yeah. of kid. But, um, but on the on the flip side, he definitely is not like. We were like, you know, in it. We were fully, fully yeah. married, living on our own, talking about mortgages. Yep. Uh we got pregnant, what, five months after we got married? If
1: that you know, looking back on it, it seemed insane. And, you know, we we Lola took four years after Michael was, you know. So I think that was like maybe God stepped in <laughs> and said, I don't know if we wanna like give these kids too much, too many plates to start juggling through the air and spitting.
0: So here's my question okay. to you. Do you have a deal breaker? Because I feel like I've tested you.
1: Um, oh my gosh. I've never really thought about that.
0: I want to know. That's why I want to uh,
1: know. Yeah. That. Like, I don't know. Like in this safe space, like if you um, like murdered like a bunch of people And like in you had like you were a serial killer for like twenty. Why does it go to
0: a serial killer? Why can't it be like if you were a serial
1: killer, like you like you it would take a lot. It would take a tremendous amount. Like if you if I you were living this life and you were really, really not the person like if I feared going to bed at night.
0: What if you woke up one morning and found out I faked my own
1: death? Oh that you died and like all of a sudden But you know, it was fake. But it was fake and yeah. we're not literally we're not divorced cuz you just died.
0: I just left you hanging there.
1: Yeah, that could be That's a deal breaker. Well, when I, I reemerge. I mean, depends it depends what your what your reasoning was. What's your deal breaker? What
0: about if I cut you off sexually? Lack of interest. Oh,
1: okay. That's a good one. I think that that could be a potential deal breaker. Really? I mean, unless you had some type of medical condition where, like, you lost the use of, like, menopause. But yeah, that's not that's not happening.
0: No, but when I went through menopause, there were days where I was like, "Can you days. please?" Days. Those aren't those are days. I mean, yeah. months where I was like, "Can you please just give me a break?"
1: Yeah, but you didn't. I, I you did. You, I didn't give you a break. <laughs> There's never been months, unless I was like, you know, on, in another country, but. Yeah. If you just decided, it's like, yeah, we're not having sex anymore. I would probably have a problem with that.
0: What was the hardest time for you in our marriage? Like what was the, what was in our marriage, the one thing that stands out as like the time where you were like, I don't know if I can do this anymore. (music) I know what I'm buying my mom friends for Mother's Day. Theory joggers. Jan is obsessed. My stylist Audrey is obsessed. So, I know they're a sure hit and if any one of my family or friends are listening to this podcast hint hint, these would be a great gift for me. They're designed with their dream knit stretch fabric, which I love because they're so ridiculously comfortable, but yet look so good. By the way, they're not just for women. I'm ordering them right now for Mark because Father's Day is right around the corner. No matter how you stay active, running, swimming, yoga, or just running weekend errands, Viore is for you. Viore is offering Let's Talk Off Camera with Kelly Ripper listeners 20% off your first purchase. Get some of the most comfy and versatile clothing on the planet at fiori.com offcamera. That's V-U-O-R-I dot offcamera. You'll also enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Go to fiori.com offcamera and discover the versatility of Viori clothing. Melojo, my production company, is such a small business, so when we hire someone, it makes a huge impact. And Albert, I know you wear so many hats over there, you might not have the time or the resources to hire, but LinkedIn changes all of that. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. So, Albert, the next time we're hiring, if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get qualified candidates within 24 hours. We got raws, so we know it works. Hire professionals like a professional. on LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash offcamera. That's linkedin.com slash offcamera to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Albert, I know you're too busy to be frizzy, so grab Waze New Anti-Frizz Cream. It's a lightweight cream that provides immediate frizz control that lasts for up to 72 hours. I'm loving it because it helps reduce and repair split ends while quenching my bone-dry hair with intense hydration. And during the summer, that's something We could all use. You'll also be way obsessed with Waze bestsellers like I am. My new favorite is their Scalp and Body Scrub. It's a blend of sugar and coconut oil that cleanses, exfoliates, and moisturizes all at once on your scalp and your skin. I'm also really into their Wave Spray for the summer. It's a weightless, salt-free mist that gives you that just out of the ocean and my hair dried perfectly look. You know, like that look that is so unattainable. It doesn't make my hair crunchy at all, and it's super easy to use. Frizz-free up your schedule with Way. Go to theouai. dot and enter promo code off camera for fifteen percent off any product. That's theouai. dot com promo code off camera. So in our marriage, the one thing that stands out is like the time where you were like. I don't know if I can do this oh, anymore. Oh, gosh.
1: Um, can you think of one?
0: Sweetie, I can think of like 12. I, yeah, I can think of 12.
1: <laughs> but, you know, I, I don't, you know, I think I, I think that it always gets better. Like, you know, if you just talk, if you just communicate and talk it through, there was nothing I mean, literally, there's nothing that's insurmountable, you know, when you, when you.
0: My biggest complaint about you over the course of uh-oh. our marriage, and this is not. Recent because it definitely changed. And uh, I don't know if I changed or if you changed or if it was some combination of change. But you used to... Snore? No. You used to be insanely jealous. Oh, yes. And that was a hard pill to swallow. It was really... It's very hard being married to somebody who is jealous. Yeah. And like you had jealousy of things that were not, like you had a perception of a scenario. Like for example, best example ever. It was our first week of marriage because we didn't take our honeymoon. Right. Until and and I was
1: working. I was, you I was, were working
0: yeah. and I went to visit you in Boston. Yep. And we went to this Italian restaurant and the waiter was like a very <laughs> cute
1: old man. He was
0: <laughs> definitely in his seventies, if not eighties.
1: Right. And I remember this. He oh, said gosh. to
0: me, uh, he leaned down and he said, and, and for the principessa, do you remember? Right,
1: yeah. I got, I got upset.
0: And I thought it was so yeah. cute that this little old man called me a princess. Yeah. And, and I looked at him and I gave him my order in a very smiley way. And he walked away and you picked a horrible fight. I remember that. I yeah. remember that.
1: Look, at age 25, <laughs> um, I was pretty insane um, But that jealousy thing definitely followed me for a while. I'm not jealous anymore. I'm
0: so grateful that you're not. Yeah. Because it really is like, it was the one thing that I, I don't pray for things or people or stuff like that. I just sort of like pray that in general things. Oh, please, God, okay. don't let him be jealous. I would just be like, please let him lose yeah. this. Personality flaw. It's such a character flaw. It's
1: not even a personality flaw. It's a flaw of character. I agree with you. It's a character flaw. It's ugly. And as ugly as it feels to the person who has to be on the receiving end of it, it's such an ugly feeling inside. Because I just, if this is any consolation, you know you're being crazy. The jealous person knows that this is wrong and it's it's ugly, but they can't help it. And
0: so what changed is the question.
1: I don't know. I think, you know, I wanted to do some work on myself and, um, that was one of the major things that I needed to work on. Cause it was, it was getting in the way.
0: So if, if there was something that you could change about me now or could have changed about me then, what would it be? Cause that's the one thing I would have, you know, I would have been like, if I could have disconnected. That um,
1: part. gosh, you haven't done this in such a long time. Um, when you're pissed off on the phone, you hang up. Mm, that's
0: so bad. Yeah. It's so bad.
1: Yeah. It's it, the person, and sometimes if the person's like, let's say in Vancouver, mm. and then mm-hmm. you don't pick up the phone for like, you know, a day, yeah. a day and a half. It's it's quite unsettling.
0: Yeah, I know. It's that's a byproduct of how I grew up, though. You know, I have. I know, I come but from. But I've a, never. I, 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 come, I, I from come from a like, family of hang, famous hanger hang-er-upper, hanger
1: mm-hmm. I would say that that's the one thing that sticks out. But you know, you haven't done it in a while. I know. Well, because I know why. I think one of the great benefits of going to marriage counseling, yes. especially when things are good, yeah, and you and you want them to get better, right? Yes is that the the old habits and the old um, behaviors that you kind of hung on to, I thought twice about doing them because I knew that within a week or five days, I would be accountable to somebody. And that person would look at me like, you want to explain that? Right.
0: Since you brought up marriage counseling,
3: yeah.
0: I think that our audience would benefit From speaking to one of the great clinical professors of psychiatry (laughs) at NYU School of Medicine. She uh, has actually been listening to our conversation Uh this whole time, poor woman. (laughs) So let's bring into the conversation our marriage counselor herself. It's great to see you, Dr. Linda Carter, everybody. It's great to see you, Kelly, and Mark.
1: Yeah, hi.
0: So, Dr. Linda Carter, we want to explain to our audience that you are Linda Carter with an I, not a Y, and not uh, the actress who played Wonder Woman on the 1970s TV show. Is that correct? It's correct, but I still live in her shadow. Oh. You know what? We disagree. <laughs> we, <laughs> we disagree. Think that you have all the superpowers. Yeah. So, we've been talking about surviving marriage, and I want to go back in time. When you first met us, We were doing our sessions kind of like today, like over Skype. Yes. Right? But when we first came to your office for the first time, and I should say, her office smells like gardenias. It does. You're sitting in a gardenia bush. Is that a good description?
3: (laughs) I love it. I love
0: it. (laughs) So when you first met us, we first came into your office and you saw us in person, Did you spot any red flags? Was there (laughs) anything alarming about us initially that you said these two are headed for the dumpster fire of divorce?
3: Not at all. In fact, you crossed your legs towards, you sat next to each other and crossed your legs towards each other, which is a sure sign. It seemed as though there was a lot of warmth and humor and closeness and caring. I mean, that came through very quickly. And Those are some of the things that I look for, how much energy and effort is going into the relationship. And from the beginning, I felt that that existed for the two of you.
0: So we're talking today about um, the gray divorce or people who are older and get divorced. And like Mark brought up earlier, although we don't have any outstanding or overt problems, um, we want to prevent them, right? So this is like our preventative treatment. We started seeing you during the pandemic, and um, a lot of people had their kids around a little bit longer. Kids took gap years. They decided not to go to school. They hunkered down with their parents. Like, we got all of our kids back. So, we were like surrounded by kids, but then they left again. Did you see an uptick in couples that you were treating that went their separate ways as a result of the pandemic once the kids? Did clear out, or I- in general?
3: You know, I think it could go in one of two ways. The pandemic had that effect, where good marriages improved. I mean, people enjoyed greater amounts of time with each other, being together. You know, twenty four seven. Their moods improved. Their feeling of connection improved. Uh, so that's with the basis of a good marriage. If there are underlying issues, then things came to the surface and became problematic. So I think it depends on the state of the marriage. So if you were good, it got better. I agree with that. We we actually,
0: because of the pandemic, spent the longest time together than we've ever spent in our marriage in total.
1: But then soon, like after the first wave, I went back to work. I was stuck in um, Canada for close to 10 months and we saw each other maybe two weeks over 10 months. So I agree with you. I think if things are good and you're and you're with each other, and I, I think it can be true also when you're apart. Um, if it's a good marriage and a strong marriage, um, it can withstand that because we were gone. I was, I mean, we've never spent that much time apart.
3: I was going to ask you how did you how did you survive that separation? How did you stay connected?
1: We would face the rituals. Yeah, you followed. Yeah, there were definitely rituals.
0: There were rituals. We had, can I tell you something? We had yes. sexual rituals that were so ludicrous. Oh, no over kidding. over FaceTime, but I became so alarmed at my appearance <laughs> over FaceTime <laughs> that I started rigging the computer to hang from a ladder. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I hung at the computer over a ladder so that I could look up to Mark so that he did not have to see what Gravity was actually doing. So I, you know, you you get really close to yourself in in uh, situations where you're separated from your for husband sure. for
3: long periods of time. Yeah. You know, I was seeing one couple who actually for several months had to be apart because one was working in London and the other here in New York. And they, they developed several rituals to stay connected and one ritual was came up as a result of a session where it was suggested that they each send each other an emotionally meaningful piece of music every day oh, and that really nice. bridged the gap that really kept them connected because they would respond to that and then talk about it and it was just a way of staying connected during the time apart
1: oh that's beautiful
3: that really is that nice.
1: you would have been really good at that kelly
3: well, do you remember yeah. I had bought
0: us these uh, bracelets? So Mark wears a bracelet, I wear a bracelet, and anytime I touch my bracelet, his bracelet in Vancouver would touch him; it would vibrate.
3: I, I love that. And so, where do you get you know, that? It's, it's <laughs> called
0: Bond Touch. I yeah. know, it's, this is not an ad. It's called Bond Touch. <laughs> yeah. It's a really incredible, it was really nice. Yeah, it's a very nice device. And- so it would like let us know that the other person was thinking about them
3: that's an amazing way to stay connected. Yeah. I mean, really.
0: So how important is sex in a long-term marriage? Because during one of our sessions uh, a few weeks back, you said to Dr. Carter that you had just recently figured out that sex and intimacy were two different things. Yeah, And it's one of those moments where I was like, Really, dear? Recently? <laughs> you just figured that out? But-
1: I am, yeah, I'm a little, again, one of my character flaws. I'm, gonna, I'm going to blame it on the fact that I traveled so much. Um, and so a lot had to happen in the time that I was home. Sometimes I'd be home for a week, and so it wasn't so pressed, or two weeks. But sometimes I was home for 36 hours. And so, you wanted to get it in. I, I wanted to get the intimacy in and the sex in. And so th- they, were they became only, one in the same. They became one in the same for such a long time.
3: It, it's, it's different for different couples. I mean, some people are, are very sexual. Maintaining that sexual connection becomes very important. So, the main thing is staying attuned to each other and listening to each other and, and empathizing with each other. Have you heard anything about the Harvard study of adult development? So it was an 85-year study where they looked at personality characteristics and they could find things that would predict long-term health and happiness. You know, it's fascinating to see, but the couples, the oldest couples who are now in their 80s, uh, they would call these couples every night and say, what did you do today? What what felt good? What made you happy? And the married couples with the best relationships would say, I spent time with my wife or husband. You know, we did, we gardened together or took a walk. Or, so at time together, energy spent with each other was a strong predictor of longevity, health, happiness, well-being in so many ways.
0: You know, I think I told you that we, um, last year for the first time in our lives since our honeymoon, took a vacation, just the two of us. Yeah,
1: more than a weekend.
0: Yeah, like we actually took a, a vacation. Yeah, two weeks. And our favorite thing to do was we would go to this coffee shop called The Butcher and The Baker. And he and I would go and sit on this bench in the middle of town and watch the sunset. We didn't say a word. We were just holding hands, drinking our coffee. Sometimes like people's dogs would come up to play with us, but we would just sit there and watch the sunset. And it was- It became became everyday. It became our everyday thing that we did. I think I can speak for both of us, the happiest and the most satisfied we had ever
3: felt. It's a powerful ritual that you developed with each other. First of all, holding hands uh, in a committed couple, it reduces the whole fear, adrenaline system. So it it creates a sense of peace and calm. (laughs) You know, we can only hold hands if we sit down. Because my arms,
1: my arms are so long, and his hers- arms
0: are long, and mine are short. And so, when we stand, we cannot hold it's hands. So it's, it's,
1: it, this reminds me so much of when we would be in an argument, but we would be in a public place, and I was trying to, um, you know, uh, melt the chill. And sometimes I would go to grab my wife's hand, and I know in a public setting it would look weird if we go to grab her hand, and she would pull away. So she would allow me to hold her hand, but it would be the Dr Carter it would be the deadest hand. It would be like holding a dead hand. All life was out of it. So I agree. I could think holding hands to me. I knew like <laughs> we're done arguing about something or we're over it when she would actually like hold my hand. And you're right. It made me feel safe. And scary when when someone you love is angry with you, and and I've had to realize that that's okay. Like if someone if someone that you love is angry with you, that's also okay, and you should give them space. And sometimes I wouldn't give her the space to be angry, um, and so I'd want to rush through because I don't like I don't I don't like that feeling. Yeah, it
3: to, creates a real tension. Yeah, and sometimes when people get into an argument, and there are four kind of communication patterns that predict really bad arguments: criticism. Defensiveness, contempt, stonewalling, which means shutting down. So, if there is an argument and it starts to escalate, because you can't think and your brain goes absolutely haywire when there is that much tension and you're in fight or flight, the best thing to do is to call a timeout, to agree ahead of time. We're going to just call a timeout, go to a separate room, whatever, calm down, self soothe and then come back together, and the relationship looks entirely different. We've made these
0: deals, Dr. Carter, where <laughs> we're like, we, we will, in times of calm, establish a safe word. <laughs> like, if I say, time out, that means I need a break, and I don't want this to escalate, and I don't want to say something I regret, and I know that I get caught up in the moment, and I don't want to be that person, so I'm going to need to walk away. And in a in an argument, it's as if I could say the safe word a thousand times. I could throw the safe color in front of him, whatever the, the safe snack, whatever it is. It's like all bets are off. It all goes out the window. And he never like follows through with his part of the deal, which is, okay, I will let you walk away and cool off so that we can calm down and have a normal conversation. Um having said that, how bad is it when I hang up on Mark? You know, Jan, the weather's getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. (laughs) If you've been waiting to update your wardrobe for a long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. Build up a lineup of timeless pieces that keep you looking effortlessly chic year after year. I've been telling you about Quince for a while now, and I plan to keep telling you until you get the message. All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to you. I just took a few of their cover-ups on vacation, which were the perfect easy breezy looks to wear. And right now they have these tank dresses that are in the cart ready to check out. Go look on their website. These tank dresses are effortlessly chic. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com offcamera off-camera for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's quince.com slash off-camera to get free shipping and 365-day returns. quince.com offcamera off-camera. Jan! Isn't everyone looking for a sparkling clean bathroom without the hassle, a.k.a. the endless scrubbing? I know you're sick of scrubbing. (laughs) Wet and Forget Weekly Shower Cleaner is here to revolutionize your cleaning time. Just spray today, rinse tomorrow, and voila! You speak French. And you enjoy a sparkling clean shower and tub without any scrubbing. That's right. Zero. Zilch. Also German. Scrubbing. And it works on shower, glass fixtures, tiles, and more. And if you don't believe me, check out the 33,000 five-star reviews and save time for the things you love. Join the ranks of satisfied users who enjoy more me time and less clean time with Wet and Forget Weekly Shower Cleaner. Available at Amazon, Lowe's, Menards, Home Depot, and Ace Hardware, it's the perfect choice for anyone wanting to simplify their cleaning routine. Don't miss out on the chance to transform your bathroom cleaning with just one application a week. Pick up a bottle of Wet and Forget Weekly Shower Cleaner today and join the thousands who've already made the switch to an effortless clean. So how bad is it when I hang up on Mark? Ask him. It's horrible. I'm sorry.
1: I accept your apology.
3: Yeah. I mean, that's like stonewalling. That's a complete cutoff uh, and, and leaves the person who's been hung up on, in this case, Mark, feeling just unmoored, unmoored. Yeah. What makes you hang up? It's a big thing
0: in my family. People tend to hang up when confronted with things they don't want to hear, or if they perceive the person speaking to them is not being very respectful. So that is a learned behavior, but I know better and I know that it bothers him. And so my I've been focusing on not doing it so much. Mark claims it's because I'm afraid that I'm going to be called out about it during therapy, but that honestly has never occurred. Like it's never occurred to me that therapy is like a punitive thing. Like I love I love therapy, so that oh, would not occur punitive. to
1: me. I just think that if you know, like I've never heard you actually cop to knowing that it's really bad. And he,
0: you know what he likes to do, Doctor Linda? Tell he me. He likes to apologize in therapy. Like he makes a public statement. And I'm like That's not true. You could have told me this outside the I door. I did. I did. It doesn't happen outside of it outside does. of therapy? Sometimes, no. but sometimes he likes to like make a big show.
1: I want to impress. I want I want Dr. Carter to like me. Dr. Carter
3: um. <laughs> I just had a thought. Instead of hanging up which completely cuts off the yes. other person. Can you say time out? Or something that's that's communicating that you, you need some time away from this.
0: I and will you come back to it. I'm gonna try not to just evacuate a conversation like that, but I will try to announce a timeout if Mark promises to honor the timeout.
1: I know, but you gotta understand that you you sometimes when you call the safe word you go and I'm, th- I'm. This is just a metaphor, okay? She's never attacked me physically. I'm um, just say that right now, but she'll kick me in the nuts, punch me in the face, throw poop on me, and then like. And she's like, and now safe word. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason why you know this is true, Doctor Carter, is because she's yes. laughing right now.
3: <laughs> is that the sign is that yeah the sign? and so she'll do
1: that on the phone too you know one two three and now it's timeout.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> am i right you, sometimes you know right. with timeouts yeah.
3: <laughs> there's a very important thing about timeouts which is when you say timeout you have to say when you're going to be back so it's yeah, not an ah, endless forever timeout. Right. That's interesting. That's I'll nice. call you back in 15 or 20 minutes or wh- however much time you need to self-soothe and the time. Do you see that I'm writing all this down cuz I like to yeah. be a
0: good student? Yeah. Do you have um what's the number one like takeaway exercise for our listeners that maybe in marriage or a long-term relationship, what's a good long-term relationship exercise?
3: This is one that I've done with many couples at all stages of the life cycle, and it's it's powerful. Usually I suggest that people do it in bed as they're about to go to sleep because then it's it seeps down into their subconscious and even their dreams and sleep. But how it goes is that each one of you makes a, a statement of appreciation. Kelly, why don't you start? Now, Mark does not respond, but but after you finish your statement, he says... Kelly, I appreciate whatever. Yeah, I could do that. You want to try it? You, you ready? Go, you go first. You're not
0: gonna fall asleep, are you? No. Because the mere suggest- <laughs> the mere suggestion that we do this in bed, I already see Mark is starting to get sleepy. Um Mark, I um appreciate you always showing up and trying your best and really being a consummate partner in my in my work life but in my in my marriage you are a real partner and i really am thankful for that
1: um kelly um i really appreciate how much you spoiled Joaquin and i this weekend the food you made was fantastic it was made with love and with care and concern you um took care of us in a way and took care of me in a way that was just so it was just Really, it was beautiful. I appreciate that you go to these stupid wrestling matches with me. And I know you have no interest in it whatsoever, but you go with me because you don't want me to be alone. And I really appreciate
3: that. So nice. I mean, you could you could each say just one thing and go back and forth. You're each listing like 10 things that you appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> We're very it's competitive. A, it's amazing that if you make a
0: man – Pasta with sauce from a jar. He is like, feels spoiled in heaven. Yeah. Yeah. I see it. Isn't that amazing? Well, Dr. Carter, I want to thank you very much for uh, being in our uh, pilot episode of Let's Talk Off Camera. Really appreciate you being here. You've given us tremendous uh, insights. And I think this exercise, people, our listeners, will certainly try at home. We're going to do it not in front of everybody else here we're going to do it tonight let's do it and we'll do it every night yeah
1: and little, i want I, I to say thank you for also not only being in um, kelly's podcast but being in our lives
3: yeah we're very grateful i appreciate that very much you know thank what you we're going to do
0: tonight that. dr carter we're going to come over when you're getting ready for bed <laughs> and we're just going to say that to you right before you go to sleep <laughs>
3: <laughs> i appreciate that thought okay. <laughs>
0: Thank you so much. And Mark, I want to thank you as well. It's really a pleasure to have you here. I'm so proud of you. You're proud of me? Yeah. For talking more? Yeah,
1: just doing what you're doing. You're the best.
0: You're the best. I love you. I love you. Albert Chan, that was kind of amazing.
1: I mean, unbelievable. Don't you love Dr. Linda Carter? I mean, obsessed. She's incredible. I also loved Mark saying, you know, talking about, Men and intimacy and learning. I mean, because I agree. I think it's a very difficult thing for men to understand the difference.
0: Isn't it funny, though, that we had been married at the time, 25 years, and he just figured out that intimacy and sex were two different things. It's a
1: hard thing. And listen, being a gay man, it's a hard thing to unlink the two. It's just a, I don't know, it's a male thing.
2: But he's an amazing communicator. Yeah. Like I, He, he cares yeah. so much. It's so evident. Obviously, you can't see this because it's not on camera. But the two of you lit up the second that each of you were talking. It was really beautiful to see. And I just think that that's, people don't express their gratitude often enough. I think we just go through life and we just assume that people know how we feel.
0: Well, anyway... This is it, guys. It's amazing. It was awesome. Episode one. This is our first podcast, and like I said, we are trapped in a sea of podcasts. But if you liked what you heard, even if you didn't, tell your friends. Let's Talk Off Camera is available every week on Stitcher, on the SXM app, and all major podcast listening platforms, whatever that means. (laughs) Just look for us. You can't miss it because... It's a highly edited photo of me looking really glamorous with a green background. And it says, let's talk off camera. So let's talk off camera next week. Bye, everybody. Woo-hoo! Woo-hoo! Let's Talk Off Camera with Kelly Ripa is a co-production of Melojo Productions and PRX Productions with help from Goat Rodeo. Our theme song is Follow Me from APM Music. From Melojo, our team is Kelly Ripa, Mark Consuelos, Albert Bianchini, Jan Chalet, Devin Schneider, Michael Halpern, Jacob Small, Roz Therian, Seth Gronquist, and Nick Ribola. From PRX Productions, our team is Kara Schillen, Genevieve Sponsler, Megan Nidolski, Edwin Ochoa, Rebecca Seidel, Additional Sound Design by Terence Bernardo. The executive producer of PRX Productions is Jocelyn Gonzalez. This show is powered by Stitcher.
1: Emmy award-winning John Mullaney presents Everybody's in LA, a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mullaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a joke fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mullaney presents Everybody's in LA, debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. If a friend asks how you're doing,